morning, folks. Um, before I forget, I need to give the radio mic back to Jonathan at the end of the sermon. <laughs> so if I just walk down, I want you all to, to just shout and remind me. <laughs> I'll stop you. Okay. So we're continuing our series on Hebrews. And today we're doing Hebrews 11. And there's no way we can do it justice in the time this morning. So I hope that you're going to pick it up in house group because it's just awesome. So let's start. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. I love the word transcendent. The idea that there's something bigger, something better, something beyond this world that we can experience, that we can touch, that we can feel, that we can see. And that's something the almighty God, creator of the universe, who is all good and who is love. And we as Christians live between two worlds, between the earth and the spiritual realm, eternity. And what is faith? Faith is the point where heaven and earth meet. Faith isn't just believing in transcendence. Faith is opening ourselves up for God's presence, for God's leading, so that this earth can be transformed, so that God can build his kingdom. Because God, from Eden onwards, has always chosen to work through human beings. By faith, Abel bought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. So living by faith is about everything. So there's the small things, or the seemingly small things, like choosing the right sacrifice for God. There's the absolutely enormous things like building an ark to save the world. And then there's Enoch. We don't know that Enoch ever did anything amazing or spectacular, but we know that he lived a consistent life where every choice was a choice for God and for the kingdom. And for each one of us, it's about a consistent life with faith. Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. 
By faith, he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so, in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be ill-treated along with the people of God, rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched round them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. We could be awed by all these heroes of faith, couldn't we? And yet when we look a bit more deeply into their stories, each one of them was flawed. They all made mistakes, they were just like us. Abraham and Sarah gave up on God's promise and, and tried to get a son through Sarah's servant. Jacob was a deceiver. Joseph started out life as a spoilt brat and Rahab was a prostitute. And yet all of them please God because of their faith and we can do the same. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, 
quench the fury of the flames and escape the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Wow, be inspired. Don't amazing things happen when we have faith, when we live in that place between heaven and earth and allow God to work through us. But there's a but. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawn in two, they were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and ill-treated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. Even if they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. So we're living between two worlds, earth and eternity, whose values are completely different. And we have to make the decision. We have to be looking for that heavenly city, that place where we belong when we make our decisions. And all over the world, we know there are millions and millions of Christians who are choosing that world and being imprisoned and persecuted and dying for that. Our values need to be the values of heaven. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. So we see all the great things these people have done, but in a sense we're better off because we can see the story from the beginning to the end. We have Jesus. We know that God came and died for us and rose again. We know that we have assurance that we're going to that city, that God will return and everything will be made perfect. And that is our hope. So today we're about to have our APCM. And it could be something that could be very dry. There are reports, there are accounts, there are um, voting for people, maybe voting for people to take up positions. But we need to see it as something different. We need to see transcendence here. This is a place where heaven and earth are meeting. And so as we go forward to this meeting, let's open ourselves up as individuals, as a community, for God to come among us and do amazing things as he did with the heroes of faith in the past. We've had a very challenging few years at the church and there are still a lot of challenges ahead. But by faith, we know that God can overcome. And so my prayer for today is that God will show his power and that we will become God's transforming people in the parish who love Jesus, 
who serve and tell others and who build an amazing faith community.